welcome to episode 56 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. I'm Chris. And today we'll be discussing John chapter 7 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. <laughs> and before we get started, Gabby, welcome back. <laughs> yes, finally. Yes. I mean, so, yeah. Do you want to tell us about your trip? Yeah. So, um, I went to Girona, Spain, which is where a couple big scenes were I mean not, maybe not huge scenes but very famous scenes were uh, filmed so like the I think I posted pictures but the Arya sitting on the stairs where the waif comes and attacks her where she's begging when she's blind mm-hmm. um, there's a whole like let's say alleyway that I saw um, where I stood where Jamie was standing on a horse waiting for I think the King's Guard. Mm-hmm. Um so that was cool. I saw where the Bravosi market was. That's cool. I saw yeah, I mean it was it was just cool cuz um the tour guide that I had had a tablet with her the whole time and she was playing like different scenes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and like so you could like compare it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there was quite a bit of stuff that was edited but it was cool that is really cool yeah awesome it was a lot of fun well we're glad you're back yeah it was it was fun but it was a long it was a long long time like three weeks (laughs) i was ready to come home yeah for sure (sighs) are you ready yeah the news uh is actually about more tours Uh, this one was actually really cool yeah so there's a game of thrones studio tour in and it takes place in linen mill studios in bainbridge northern ireland um you get to step aside the scenes of the seven kingdoms and beyond um you get to delve into the world behind the screen the early concept and designs um the artists bring some of the stuff to life. The details uh, looks like they have um, the the hound's helmet. Hmm. So like props. Yeah. Um, it says experience the exquisite craftsmanship and skills that tuned turned fiction to reality. Mm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you can kind of discover the experience. Looks like they have dragon stone. It's all the dragons that are carved into the rock and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it starts February. And when I looked at it, I was like clicking through the website. It didn't seem like it was that expensive either. No, um, you just gotta get there. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, one that's, thing. Yeah, that's the hardest part. And then there's like a shuttle that takes you to it or something like that too, mm-hmm. which yeah. I thought was cool. Crypts of Winterfell, the many faces—they're all there. That's really cool. So, let's yeah. go to Ireland. Yeah, Kay. I'm down. Yeah. That's our news. Hmm. All right, so the Martin message. Um, he is actually talking about House of the Dragon in his, one of his blog posts from December. Um, but not the Winds of Winter. No. <laughs> Convenient. So he says, The new year is almost at hand, and with that will come all manner of new television shows on network, cable, and streamers. I have got to confess, I was shuffed to read that the most anticipated new show, according to IMDb, was House of the Dragon. Um, so it's at the top of the list, but the list also includes Amazon's new 
um, Lord of the Rings show. I'm excited for that. Sandman, Marvel shows, and Star Wars shows. Hmm. There's quite a few of those coming. Yeah. He said, I am anticipating House of the Dragon pretty eagerly myself for what it's worth. Okay, I am hardly objective, and I know a lot of what you will be seeing. Also, mom's the word now. Don't tell anyone. I've seen a rough cut of the first episode and loved it, which is pretty cool. It's dark. It's powerful. It's visceral, just the way I like my epic fantasy. Ryan and Miguel have done an amazing job, and the cast, just as with Game of Thrones, most viewers will only have heard of a few of the actors, but I think you are going to fall in love with a lot of them. Only to have your heart broken later. But no, that would be telling. Uh, uh, it's Game of Thrones. So. No. I was going to say, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. characters need to die all the time. He says, I think the Targaryens are in very good hands. Let it start before we start. Damn. I'm talking about heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. And he put a list of the shows. I kind of just wanted to look at it really quick if it'll let me scroll. There we go. Okay, so House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, Pam and Tommy, The Sandman, The Last of Us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Peacemaker, She-Hulk. and Moon Knight. She-Hulk. Peacemaker. Yeah, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. I have heard character. of it. It kind of looks weird. I've seen a commercial for it. The Lord of the Rings one does look really good, though. Peacemaker's good. Peacemaker is good. I've, I don't think they've... Sh- I haven't seen a lot of Moon Knight yet though actually the actor from that just died moon knight yeah i told you about i that heard about that before the show even came out yeah <laughs> but yeah he was right that is one hell of a list well obi-wan's on there so obi-wan is on there that like is the best and lord of the, the rings list. it's gonna have hayden christensen yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty dope so. <laughs> all right listener answers um, from aunt katie of course ah uh, yes <laughs> Um, so the first question was, what happened to Jane Poole? Um, and she answered, I think since she no longer has a protector, she will die or be killed unless Cersei finds a use for her. She did. That's unfortunate. I'm pretty sure she died. Yeah. Yeah. They said take her to her father. Her father's dead. Who's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So. (laughs) Yeah. She's dead. Yeah. Um, She didn't have a use for her in the first place. She's not in... Yeah. Well, any... Okay. Anywho. <laughs> um, the second question. Will Sansa... Will Sansa... Sorry, I don't like how I... Sansa. Sansa. Will Sansa's family... Will Sansa's family come to King's Landing and bend the knee? Um, and she answered, No, I think they will not trust Cer- Cersei or the letter. The only way they would would to somehow completely believe the outcome would be good and... Help Eddard, Sansa, and Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The third question was, is Sansa concerned for Arya? Um, and she said, no, her sister is an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, what about Arya? Also, I think she's spoiled and has too much going on to think about more than herself. True. Yeah, the thing she did in that last episode really irked me. Yeah. So, And they weren't in the show. They were just in the book. That was bad. Because I don't think... Her giving away the plan to Cersei... That, that wasn't in the show. And the also, show. the writing of the letters, like, they mentioned it, but they didn't really, like, touch on it a lot in the show. They didn't dive on, like, no. yeah. pay a whole lot of attention to it. They, <laughs> they just kind of mentioned it. They yeah. did at the end. At the end of the show. Yeah. When Arya is back in Winterfell, finally. 
And she finds the letter. Yeah. Uh, Littlefinger uh, gives her the letter yeah. that Sansa wrote mm. from King's Landing. And Arya brings it to Sansa's attention. Is like, so do I have to worry about you being? That's true. You hmm. betrayed the family. But that was in an ep- one in a set little in a season that <laughs> the book wasn't right. Yeah. Written. Yes, true. But that's so. when, yeah. But they mm-hmm. did mention it. But at the very very end of the series, right? Yeah. And we so we know in the beginning of the series that she did write it. Yeah. But yeah, more of her giving away the entire plans. To get her out of King's Landing was really, really bad. That was bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, speaking of that, let's review last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Sansa was brought before the queen um, after being held in a room for three days. Cersei's unsure about her marrying Joffrey since her father is a traitor and the blood of the traitor runs through her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, she wrote four letters to her family to ask them to pledge fealty to Joffrey in order for her to marry Joffrey. Because, you know. That's all she cares about. Her prince. Yeah. That's all She's she cares gotta about gotta marry her prince. She'll start. Or else her life is useless. She'll throw everyone down the, down the stairs if yep. that's what she gets. Yep. Putting her entire family, apparently. Yeah. Um, today's episode, the bodies of Benjamin's two dead men were recovered and brought back to Castle Black for analyzing... As they would. Mm-hmm. Autopsy. Game of Thrones style. <laughs> John hears of his father's treasonous acts. John gets into it with Sir Alistair and comes across someone he thought to be dead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is dead? Ooh. There's only one person. We'll think is see. Alright, so. The. Wait. What? Does it say Caillou? <laughs> That's actually from Aunt Katie. Oh, really? yeah. Oh, cool. Because I think it was... It was a Christmas um, gift from Aunt Katie. Yeah. Uh, like, congrats for like a year, I think, or something like that. There you yeah. go. For our podcast. So thank you, Aunt Katie. Yeah. We're drinking the wine. It's the Le Grand Caillou. Which but, just makes me think of this show. Caillou. Right, the bald kid. Anyway. The bald kid. <laughs> he has alopecia. Does hey. He actually? I think so. Does he really? Yeah. Is that part of the show? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think I, I could be wrong, but I think he actually has alcohol. I really didn't know that. I really didn't know that. Anyway, it's a... It's a disorder. Come on. Sauvi- <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Sauvignon. 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 Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. Okay. Our 25th wine rule from John Bonnet's book, The New Wine Rules. We are reviewing common wine faults. How many wine rules are there left? Oh, a lot. We're not even halfway through the book. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the first one is corked wine. This happens when the wine is tainted by TCA or TBA, which can be found in chlorine and bromine. Oh. And are found in the cork bark. Oh. Mean. Don't be mean. And certain Bro. cleaning products. Mm. The symptoms are the wine smells and tastes like wet cardboard or wet dog. That's nasty. Well, it tastes okay. like you. Um, cooked is another one, and this happens when a wine has been exposed to extreme temperatures and loses freshness. Smells and tastes stale like old raisins or dried fruit. Mm. That's nasty. And then oxidized, the wine has too much oxygen in it. Symptoms are it tastes rusty or tired. 
Uh, usually bottles tired. that are left open or aged too long taste this way. My wine yeah, is like tired. A, like a dull taste. Mm. My wine is tired. Like a dull taste. I'm going to take my wine. My wine is tired. It needs a little nap. <laughs> are you done? <laughs> Oh my god. I'm trying to be a wine connoisseur. You just put your whole face in your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Literally. I need. It smells like wine. <laughs> That's definitely. It's definitely wine. Ew. Ew. Don't swish it. That's what you're supposed to do. Smell it. You. Oxidize it in your mouth and you swish it. You're not supposed to oxidize it, actually. Two months oxidization. That's what a decanter is. Okay, I'm going to start on that episode. <laughs> Anywho, that's so, really good. It is good. That's tasty. I actually really like it. In the last John episode, remember that ghost found a frozen hand and brought it to the party that was out with John and Sam who were saying their vows. Remember Go- that? Ghost is Bella's favorite character, by the way. Yep. Everyone that's listening, it's our true. dog's favorite character mm-hmm. is Ghost. She has a crush on him. Ghost has led the party to the bodies of the two rangers. Jeremy Riker identifies the two as Othor and Jafer Flowers. Both had dead white faces with very blue eyes. Both Ben Stark's men. I've never seen a name in Game of Thrones that sounds so normal but is written so crazily. What do you mean? Like what? Jeremy? J-A-R-E-M-Y-R-Y-K-K-E-R. Yeah. But Jeremy Riker sounds like just a regular name. It does. But they just added a (laughs) bunch of letters. Yeah. Uh, John's thoughts during this is that my, he said, my uncle's a man. He remembered how he pleaded to ride with them. Gods, I was such a green boy. It had taken me, if he had taken me, it might be me lying here. Yeah, probably. Mm. Jaffer's right wrist was missing a hand where Ghost had chewed it off. It was now floating in a jar of vinegar in Maester Eamon's tower. Ugh. Gotta save those things. His left hand was as black as their cloaks. The sight of the two men made everyone on, everyone on edge, even the animals. The horses were nervous, rolling their eyes in the back of their head and backing as far away as possible. When the hounds tried to get the scent to track down the bodies, they went wild, fighting and backing away. So they use Ghost instead to lead the men to the two bodies because he's not normal. Ghost was also not on edge. She just chewed off some dead guy's hand for fun. Like, just just because. Last night, John had a dream of Winterfell again. He was wandering in the empty castle looking for his father down into the crypts. He heard the scrape of stone... The scrape of stone on stone. He saw the vaults opening. All of the dead kings came out of their graves, and then John woke up. That's kind of creepy. I remember that from the show. Yeah. He had to remind himself that he was no longer a frightened boy, but rather a man of the Night's Watch now. I'm a man. Yes, sir. Sam was huddled beneath the trees, hidden behind the horses. He wasn't looking too good. He was pale and looked like he could vomit at any minute as he looked at the dead man. Poor Sam. I mean, same, bro. It's Sam. Yeah. He told John he couldn't look at them anymore. John reminded him that Maester Eamon had sent him down here to be his eyes, so he had to look at the bodies. Sam said, yeah, but I'm such a coward. John reassured Sam and told him no one would hurt him. There were a dozen rangers and ghosts with him. So he urged Sam to go look and said the first look is the hardest. 
Sam worked up his courage and turned his head toward the bodies. John held him so he could not look away, even though he tried to. Look at it! Look, look, at, at, it. look at the dead bodies! Look at them! <laughs> no! <laughs> Mormont pointed out that Ben Stark took six men with him, but there were only two bodies. So he asked Jeremy where the others were, and he said he had no clue. How would he know? I don't know. That was kind of a stupid question. I don't question. know. I told you I found two. What right. do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the other four. Mormont was less than pleased, saying that two of their men were killed almost within sight of the wall, yet the rangers saw or heard nothing. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, that's, like, close. Because they're supposed to be, like... Watching? Yeah. They are the watchers on the wall? Yeah. And, like, the rangers are, like, right there, right? Like, outside the wall? Yeah, that's... They're supposed they to be watching just, there? What? They're supposed to be watching there, the rangers? Not all of No, them. the rangers go outside the wall, but that's they what I almost just said. made it back to the wall. That's what I just said, outside the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were venturing farther out, though. So, he said, is this what the Night's Watch has fallen to? Do we still sweep these woods? Jeremy said yes, and Mormont cut him off again and asked, do we still mount watches? And Jeremy said yes, and again was cut off. Mormont pointed out that one of them wore a hunting horn, and he asked if his rangers had gone deaf, because he would not have died without blowing it. (laughs) In other words, Mormont's pissed. Yeah, he's pissed. (laughs) And blames Jeremy for this. (laughs) Jeremy tried to reassure Mormont that his men would have heard the horn, but none was blown. He told Mormont they do not have enough men to mount as many patrols as he'd like. And plus, since Benjen went missing, they had to stay close to the wall by Mormont's command. So really, it's your fault, Mormont. You know what I'm saying? Nope, Jeremy's fault. Okay. Always pass the judgment down to the lower one. Whatever. Uh Mormont grunted and said, very well, but tell me how they died. How are they supposed to know that? How is he going to know this? I don't know. Jeremy bent down to the man named Jafer and looked at the body. When he grasped his head, the hair fell out, brittle as straw. The gash in his neck started to open, with only a few tendons still attached to the neck. Oh, God. And told Mormont that it was done with an axe. Another man agreed and pointed out that the other dead man, Othor, carried an axe. John felt sick. He noticed that there was no axe found on Othor. John remembered that Othor had been the one bellowing a song as the rangers rode out. His body was now covered in cracked blood, and his eyes were still open, blue as sapphires. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Blue as sapphires. Yeah, we already said that before. (laughs) Jeremy pointed out that wildlings have axes, too. Mormont said, so do you believe this is Mance Raider's work, this close to the wall? Um, Just a reminder, Mance Raider is the leader of the wildlings. Yes. And Jeremy said, who else would it be? John thought the... The others are only a story, a tale made to tell chil- to make children shiver. If they ever lived at all, they are gone 8,000 years. He wanted to believe this thought because he felt foolish for thinking that this was the work of the others. So he's just trying to convince himself that yeah. it's not real. His, yeah, but in his head. Yeah. Mormont said that if Ben had been attacked by wildlings only half a day's ride from Castle Black, he would have come back for more men, chased down the killers, and brought back their heads. That's a fair point. Jeremy said, unless he was slain as well. These words hurt John to hear. Uh, Jeremy continued and pointed out that it had been six months since Ben left and the forest is large. The wildlings could have attacked him anywhere. He thinks that these two are the last survivors of Ben's group on their way back to Castle Black. That's actually a pretty good assumption. Yeah. You know, there's four people missing. Yeah. Five if you count Ben. Yeah. 
He also pointed out that the corpses were fresh and could not have been dead more than a day. Sam squeaked out, no. Uh, Jeremy said he did not ask for his opinions, but John said to let him speak. Mormont told Sam to speak up. Sam pointed out the blood and said to look at where Ghost had tore off the hand. The arm had no blood. If they had been dead only a day, the blood would still flow. That's a very good point. Yeah. Jeremy said, but if they had been dead more than a day, there would be a stench and they don't even smell. Sam said they aren't rotting. There would be worms or maggots, but there isn't anything. They are untouched. Isn't it hmm. cold, though? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. There wouldn't be maggots because there wouldn't be flies. But, I mean, that's still a good point. I guess. Yeah, I would just think it's so yeah, cold. Maybe the blood, point. but the cold would make it so there wouldn't be... Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. That would stop the blood from flowing. Is that what you're saying? No, the, the maggots. Like, maggots. Oh, the rotting. Like, yeah. Preserve the yeah. body. That's There's no true. bugs because it's too cold. Yeah. So there wouldn't be maggots. John agreed with Sam's assessment. He pointed out that the animals won't even go near the bodies. Ghost is different. They told Chet to try to bring the hounds to the bodies, but they refused to move. Um, So Sam said that this all seemed wrong. Um, With the wounds being as gruesome as they were, there should be blood on the ground, on their clothes, somewhere, but there was only dried blood on their skin. That's enough. See, I think that's better evidence than the Mm -hmm. blood not flowing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, the dude's head just, like, came off when they picked it up. Yeah. yeah. And there's no blood from that. Br- brittle. Yeah, the, no the hair was brittle, yeah. yeah. yeah there's no um, so that. one of the other men said, yes, there should be blood surrounding the bodies if they had died there, but maybe they were killed somewhere else and put there as a warning. Mm. Um, and he also pointed out that Othor never had blue eyes like he does now, and neither did Jafer. Yeah. Jafer. I'm assuming. Yeah. Jafer. Um, the men said that they should burn the bodies, but Mormont said that he wants Maester Eamon to look at them first, so they will need to bring them back to the wall. Like, obviously, he wants to know if he can find out any more information. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what killed them. Yeah. Yeah. So, they wrapped the bodies in cloaks and tried to tie them to the horses, but the horses went, were going mad, screaming and lashing, um, so instead they had to break off branches to make slings in order to carry them back on foot. Mm. So the animals... That sucks. Uh, that's just... Wouldn't you already be, like, freaked out just by the animals? Like, I, yeah. I don't know if I would... Like, if the animals are freaking out? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. They know something. I don't know. Right. Exactly. But Ghost is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the bodies on Ghost. Yeah. yeah. Ghost will carry them back. Ghost will, um... I mean, he could, like, drag them. No. <laughs> Um, Mormont commanded. (laughs) Oh my god. Mormont commanded Jeremy to have the rangers search the woods, every tree, rock, bush, every foot of ground within 10 leagues of where the bodies were found. Um, a league is equal to about three and a half miles, so Mormont wants three. 35 and a half miles within the area searched. That's a pretty big area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mormont said to use all the men he can, and if he needs more, Jeremy needs to borrow from hunters, foresters, and stewards. If Ben and the other men are alive, he wants them found and brought back to Castle Black. Um, and if there's anyone else in the woods, they are to be found and brought back alive if possible. That's like a, that's a comforting thought. What? When you're north of the wall, if you're a ranger, to like, they find someone and they're going to send as many people as they possibly can to find you and bring you back. Mm-hmm. 
That's a comforting thought. They're a brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. But I say that's just comforting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So after all that, they rode back in silence. Um, it was a gray, damp day with no wind and humid, humid air. It was warm. Oh. So. Maybe. What? So. You know how we were talking about, like, the freezing and stuff? It wouldn't have been. Oh, it's warm. Oh. It's warm. Yeah, I said Because the next line is that the wall was weeping. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been cold enough for the bodies to be preserved and to, like. Oops. Um, sorry. To, like. The rotting to begin, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So it should... I mean, the rotting should have been happening. Like, there should have been maggots or, like, other signs of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There should have been a stench. Because it's but warm enough. Because the wall is fucking melting. Yeah. Anyways. Weird. Um, the older men called this weather spirit summer. Um, it meant that the summer was coming to an end and the long winter would be starting soon. This particular summer lasted ten years. Um, John had only been a baby when it begun. So that's a very long time. Mm-hmm. Very long time. That's a long summer. That's crazy to think about, like, could you imagine, like, obviously long summers, like, whatever, like, we would just wouldn't have to worry. Yeah. I mean, I used to live in Arizona, so. <laughs> it's always summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then imagine, like, years and years of winter. Yeah. They got two seasons, and it lasts years. Like, I can barely handle the few months of snow that we have. I know. I can't. I, it's pretty cold here. Yeah. It's cold. It's supposed to be, like, negative two tomorrow. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as they're traveling back to Castle Black, John thought back to old Nan and the stories she used to tell. Um, one in particular came to mind. In that darkness, the others came riding. Cold and dead they were, and they hated iron and fire and the touch of the sun, and every living creature with hot blood in its veins. Hold fasts and cities and kingdoms all fell before them as they moved south on pale dead horses, leading hosts of the slain. They led their dead servants on the flesh of human children. So that's basically describing what the others are. Yeah. That's they don't they they're cold and dead. That's terrifying. They don't like no. light or sun. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't like the living. Yeah. Um, they have the power to bring down cities and kingdoms. Yeah. Um, they have they're, pale dead horses. They're very scary. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. The children thing. Yeah. They led their dead servants on the flesh of human children. Yeah. Led or fed. Led. I think it might have been fed. I think it's that fed. sentence doesn't make any sense. I, <laughs> I think I wrote it wrong. <laughs> fed. My bad. Um, so John was relieved as he saw the wall coming into view. Um, all of a sudden, Mormont called Sam up to him and said he did good back there, and this made Sam smile and blush. Aww. He also complimented John and said he did good as well. Doesn't that make you sad though? But also, you did good, John. Like. That makes him, like, so happy. Yeah. Like, he probably doesn't get complimented oh, no. at all back at home. Nope. I, I mean, know. like, we know his dad's a dick, so yeah. obviously, you know, but, he like... He hasn't been complimented once in this. Year. In his entire life. Yeah. He's just been a co- called a coward up until this point. Yeah. So he's like, I, I feel like he's finding his footing. Yes. His little yeah. niche, mm-hmm. you know? He's coming into himself. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, as they emerged from the trees, Ghost met up with John again, and the watchman's horn sounded one long blast, which meant the rangers were returning. Um, Bowen Marsh was waiting for them at the first gate as they continued through the icy tunnel. Marsh told Mormont in a hurry that a bird has arrived, and he must come at once to read it. He told Mormont that Eamon has it, and he's waiting for him in his room. Ooh. There's a, there's a message. Ooh. <laughs> Mormont left in a haste and told John to watch his watch his horse and to tell Jeremy to put the bodies in a storeroom under until the maester is ready for them. Um, when John arrived, he notices that everyone was staring at them and made it made him uncomfortable. He knew something was very wrong. Mm-hmm. The dead men were put into the storerooms along with along the base of the wall. Hmm. Cut into the ice and was, and they're, oh, it's used for meat. That's why I was literally about to go next. So it's like they're freezers? Yes. That's what I was going to be yes. like. Wow. They can just cut little holes into it's the wall. Like, it's very convenient. It's like us putting beer, like, <laughs> yeah, outside. outside <laughs> in the garage because it literally says, and sometimes beer. It's so cold. They keep m- bodies, meat, <laughs> grain, and, grain. and beer. And dead bodies. Wow. Gotta keep the beer cold. Yep. And those bodies. <laughs> Gotta get the beer and the bodies. Yep. <laughs> and that meat. And that meat. John made sure that Mormont's horse was put away, fed, and watered, and then afterward he went to look for his friends. Gren and Toad were on their were on watch, but Pip was in the common hall. John asked Pip what was going on, and Pip told him that the king is dead. John was stunned and asked how he knew. Pip said he overheard Clytus. I think so. Clytus reading the letter to Maester Eamon. Pip said he was sorry he was dead and knew that Robert and his father had been friends. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, all this stuff has happened Yeah. while John's just, like, yeah. at the wall. Yep, and he can't even, like, do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so John says, yes, they were they were as close as brothers once. Um, he then wondered if Joffrey would keep his father as his hand, but doubted it. He then realized that this meant that his father and his sisters would have would have to return to winter to Winterfell and he might even be allowed to visit them. Uh, mm. Well Don't do it, John <laughs> He was looking forward to seeing Arya and wanted to talk to his father about who his mother was. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause we know what's actually going on. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And he has no, no idea. idea. He's like excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Yep. So Pip asked about the two dead men and asked if they were Benjamin's men. And John said yes, they were two of the six that he took. Um, he told Pip that there was something odd about the bodies, and he told Pip to ask Sam about it because he had to go see the Lord Commander. He's mm. got to know yep. what's going on. Yep. Um, so John walks to the Lord Commander's tower alone. He passed one of the brothers and was told that the Lord Commander is in his solar and that he was asking for him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When he entered Mormont's room, he told John to pour a cup of wine for him and himself. Mormont told John to sit down and drink the wine, but John remained standing. You're going to need a drink. For yeah. This. He's, like, he's too, sit. Eight, mm-hmm. he's too anxious to sit, so yeah. Yeah. Um, he asked if the letter was about his father, and Mormont said it was about his father and the king, and he commanded John to sit down. <laughs> sit down, damn it. Now you're going to sit. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, Mormont told John that his father had been taken prisoner and is charged with treason. <clears throat> the letter said that he plotted with Robert's brothers to deny the throne to Prince Joffrey. Mm. John didn't believe this and said that it's not true and that his father would never betray the king. And then he asked what would happen to him. Um, Mormont says that he doesn't know, but he will be sending a letter to the counselors. So Varys, Pycelle, Barristan, all them. Um, to ask that Lord Eddard come and serve as they, as a brother of the Night's Watch as a consequence instead of the alternative. Mm-hmm. I would say right now this is kind of telling a Mormont. Mm-hmm. Mormont doesn't believe it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the way he's talking about it. He's like, I'm, this is what the letter says, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. going to see if we can get your dad here. But he knows the Starks better yeah. right. than to because believe this Mormons letter. Because Mormonts are from the north. Yeah, yeah. So they're banner. They Aren't they bannermen to the Starks? They They are. are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then he's like, that's he doesn't believe it yeah. either. So. Um, John thought this was a good possibility as other men who committed treason were sent to the wall in the past. Why would Eddard be any different? Um, he felt strange about his father being at the wall with him. Would Joffrey even allow it? He remembered how it was at Winterfell when he had visited. He had mocked Rob and Sir Roderick in the yard. Um, Joffrey himself didn't even notice that the bastards were right in front of his face. Um, he asked Mormont if Joffrey would even listen to him, which we know is Joffrey. a very good question. Yeah. Yeah. Mormont said he imagines he will listen to whatever his mother says. He then asked what will become of his sisters. Mormont says that the letter made no mention of Arya and Sansa, but he is sure that they are being treated gently. Little does he know. Yeah. Mormont said that this could not have happened at a worse time. The realm needs a strong king right now. The days are dark and the nights are cold. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. could have had a strong king. Yep. <clears throat> he tells John not to do anything stupid and reminds him that his duties are here at the wall and his old life ended when he took the black, which yep. he just did. Mm-hmm. So, King's Landing is not their concern at this time. With that, Mormont dismisses John and tells him that they will write a letter in the morning, obviously asking for Ned to come there. Mm-hmm. John was confused. This was his father and sisters they were talking about. How could... Mormont not be concerned. Um, once he was outside, a guard looked at him and said, Be strong, boy. The gods are cruel. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. John realized that they all knew his father was a traitor. John replied, My father is no traitor, and walked on. He spent his morning and afternoon walking around the walking around with ghosts. He thought, The girls don't even have that much. Their wolves might have kept them safe, but Lady is dead and Nymeria is lost. They're all alone. That's really sad to think about. So they don't have anything to keep them safe. No, and he knows, yeah, yeah, mom's not there. Right. Yeah. In the evening, John went to the common hall and ate some venison stew with barley, onions, and carrots. His friends rallied behind him and told him that they lit a candle for Ned. Oh, that's nice. And that they believed John that it was all a lie. They even offered to go to the Weirwoods to pray with him. Wow, these are good friends. It's really nice because that's like a half day's ride out there. Yeah. John realized that these were his brothers now, just as much as Bran and Rickon. Yeah. Nice. He heard laughter and heard Sir Alistair Thorne laughing and saying, not only a bastard, but a traitor's bastard. In the blink of an eye, John had vaulted himself onto the table with his dagger in hand. 
Pipe tried to grab him, but he jerked his leg away and was sprinting down the table and kicked the bowl out of Alistair's hand. <laughs> Stu was flying everywhere, and Thorne recoiled. He lunged at Alistair's face with his dagger, but Sam threw himself in between the two of them before John could could get him. Wow. That's pretty ballsy for Sam. Yeah. Pipe was clinging onto John's back Pip. with... Pip. Pip. Keep saying pipe. I, Pip. <laughs> it's a Y. I know. Uh, if it was a P-I-P, it would be... Okay. Uh, Pip was clinging onto John's back like a monkey, and... Green had his arm while Todd was grabbing the dagger out of his hand. These are real brothers it's right Gren, here. It's Gren, not Green. <laughs> oh my god. Whatever. <laughs> Much later, after they led John to his. That's it? It's just. <laughs> they stopped him. Yeah. Uh, much later, after they led yeah, John to his this sleeping This was weird because it jumped a lot. Yeah. The, that chapter did. It just. It just st- he just didn't do it. Yep. Because all of them stopped him from doing it. Yep. But. Clearly, Alistair got his stew knocked over, so... Yep. In your face. Ha, Alistair. And they, they, saved his, they saved his life. Yeah, his friends did. The brothers did, yeah. Not only saved John's life, but saved Alistair's life, because John would have stabbed him in the face. I think that Alistair knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Much later, after they led John to his sleeping cell, Mormont came to see him. Mormont said, I told you not to do anything stupid, boy. John's knife and sword were taken from him. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably good. Uh, and he was told uh, not to leave his cell until the high officers decided what to do with what should be done with him. Mm. They put a guard outside of his door, and his friends were not allowed to visit him. Ouch. John eventually dozed off, and when he woke up, he saw a ghost clearly upset, and something was scratching at the door. He was trembling and burying his fangs. John rationalized that it must be the guard outside the door, and, it, and that is who ghost is smelling. But he decided to go check out the door anyways. And when he opened the door, he saw the guard sprawled across the floor dead. His head had been completely twisted around so that he was staring at John even though he was lying on his stomach. John left his room and heard footsteps above him in the Lord Commander's chamber. John grabbed the sword from the dead guard and headed up the stairs to Mormont's chambers. When he got there, he saw that the door of the chamber was wide open. He saw a dark and shadowy a dark shadow sliding toward the inner door which led to Mormont's bedroom. The man was all in black, cloaked and hooded, with icy blue eyes. Ghost leapt at the man. Both the man and the wolf went down by the time John's eyes adjusted to the darkness. He saw that the man he saw that the man were tightening around Ghost's throat. The man's hands hands were tightening around Ghost's throat and Ghost was fighting to break out of the hold. But he could not get free. Oh, ghost. Come on, man. <laughs> John threw himself into the fight with his sword, bringing it down on the man. He had cut straight through the man's flesh and bone, but John said it sounded all wrong. There was also a very strange smell that filled the room. He almost vomited at the smell. John slashed at the man's face, taking off half of his nose and opened a gash in his cheek. Then John had a good look at the face. It was Othor, one of the Benjamin's dead men. Dead. 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 Dead, or so we thought. This obviously confused John because Othor is dead. He's dead. John felt felt something grabbing at his ankle, and when he looked, he saw black fingers clawing at his leg. Mm -hmm. It was just an arm, and it was clawing, or it was crawling up his leg. 
So is this just literally like a severed arm crawling up yeah. his leg? Yeah. It's like uh, the uh, what's the family? Adam's family. Adam's family with the hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I imagine. <laughs> a little creepier. And it was crawling up your leg. Yeah. Uh, ripping at wool and flesh, John pried the hand off his uh, leg. Leg with his sword. Wolfor lurched toward and lurched forward, and John saw that there was no blood. The severed hand wriggled out, and Ghost pounced on it and caught it between his teeth. He heard the bones crush between Ghost's teeth. John hacked at his neck, and then Othor slammed into him, knocking him off his feet. When he caught his breath, John had realized he lost his sword. When John opened his mouth to scream, Othor's black fingers were jammed into John's mouth. Mm. John gagged and tried to shove him off, but he was too heavy. The hand forced itself farther down his throat, choking him. Oh my god. Suddenly, he felt the corpse's weight lift off of him. Its fingers ripped from his throat. He rolled over, vomiting and shaking. Ghost sunk his teeth into the corpse, ripping at its guts. Oh, God. He watched Ghost do his work for a minute. Go, Ghost. For a minute, and reminded that he had that he had to look for his sword. Then he saw Lord Mormont, naked and still half asleep, standing in the doorway with a lamp. <laughs> half naked, half what, asleep. What a huh? sight. What? What's going on huh? here? <laughs> man, put some clothes on. He saw the hand on the floor thrashing. It's fine. I just, you know, door. wrestle a dead man yeah. to death again. It's fine. He was asleep. Whatever. You imagine waking up to that? Just standing up half naked. You're like, what? What? <laughs> what is going on in here? John tried to scream, but his voice was gone. He staggered to his feet and kicked the hand away and burned it with Mormont's lamp. Then he began to burn the body and calling Ghost to his side, he set the curtains on fire and grabbed a fistful of burning drapes, plunging his hand into the fire and whipped them at Othor. And then he stepped back, praying that the corpse would burn. And that's how the chapter ended. Discussion questions that we have from that. So that ended the chapter on a cliffhanger there. So hopefully the corpse would burn. Who knows? Yeah. Benjen and his men... Dead or alive? That's the first question. Dead or alive? Um, or half dead. Or dead, well, then alive again. Not the, uh, not including the ones they found. I'm thinking like oh, the rest Ben of and the rest of them. Are they dead or alive? Ah. Dead. I think they're dead. I think they're dead. Yeah. Judging from this point. Yeah. Or they're just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. From what I've seen, yeah. Whatever this is. Hmm. I feel like we... You kind of know what it is. No, because she told the story to Bran. I know. Shh. It's the others. <laughs> but they haven't been around since 8,000 years. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is the first one. Yeah. Well. Well, actually, we know that they're around because it happened. The prologue. In the, it happened yeah, in the prologue. Yeah, but this is like the first one in like the, the main character story. story. Yeah. We had, what, who was the first one that died? What was his name? Sir Willem. Royce? Waymar Royce. Waymar Royce. Waymar Royce. Waymar Royce. Yes. Died from the others, so we know the others are around. Yeah, because yeah. we've had mentioned, but yeah. Sorry, the second question: Do you think John was in the right by attacking Sir Alistair? Um, I think he lost his cool. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a very good outcome no. in the end. You know, because yeah. he's going to give him shit now, but yeah, he had every right to be pissed. I don't. Oh think he, yeah, but I don't think he was in the right. I think that it's. Right into Sir Alistair's playbook. Yeah. To do that. He's already been doing that. So. 
That's yeah. kind of, you know what was coming. Like, you should know at this point, John, okay, I'm going to get crap from Alistair about that. Yeah. I already know. Yeah. You know, when something bad happens to me, I'm going to get crap from him because he, he doesn't like me. He should have known better right. than to react. Yep. Last question is, what happened to Othor besides being burned? Um. And his throat, or the, you know, ear coming off. Before that. <laughs> like, how did he get to be how he is now? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think that the similarity that I will draw is from the prologue to this with the blue eyes. That's yeah, all but I can do. how did yeah. he get turned into one? I don't know. You know, how did he come to this lowly bit? stage? I don't know. Did he get I'm thinking it's like a yeah. Walking Dead thing, like where you die, you just like become one. Yeah, he got yeah. bitten. Yep. Got bit. Got some blood on him. Scratched, bitten. Or they just died and became one. <laughs> because they froze. Okay, yeah, or they just died, you know. So that's why his hand is going in John's mouth, He's trying to get to his brain. <laughs> right? I guess so. Woo! Goodness. Whoa. Ghost was the real MVP of this entire chapter. Oh yeah, absolutely. First of all, he found the hand. Yeah. Then he basically took down this dude by himself. We should we should name an MVP of each chapter. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> chapters that won't have an MVP. Ghost. Okay, the last chapter, the MVP of the chapter was Sansa, but for the bad side. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. was the most active. She was the most. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't. I, it could be anyone. Of Sansa's chapter, it could be anyone. She you was think. the MVP. We'll have to. We'll have to keep this going. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Tyrion answer those, Aunt Katie. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Aunt Katie. <laughs> um, our Tyrion tidbit is: scars have the strange power to remind us that our past is real. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines One, and on YouTube at Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Bran, Chapter 6. So make sure you read that before next episode. Thanks for listening. (laughs)